Hi, I'm Morgan. I'm Odette. And I'm Madeline. And, and we, we love Christian fiction. fiction. We love it so much that we wanted to talk about it on a podcast. Each episode, we will read classics of the genre or new releases. And discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join us. Hello, hello! Welcome hey, back, everyone. everyone! Welcome to episode six of Redeeming Lit Podcast. Oh my gosh, We're we so excited you're here! Yay! <laughs> hooray! 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 So we have a couple of housekeeping things before we jump into the book today that we're going to yes. be talking about. Um, first off, we want to talk about something very exciting. You may have noticed our beautiful new, new graphic oh, yes. that you will see not only on our Instagram, of course, but also on the podcast itself. Mm -hmm. And we're really excited because these lovely ladies, Morgan and Madeline, their dad, Rick Pickens, actually created the graphic. He's an incredible artist yes. and he created it for us and we're so excited. Uh, we also want to plug, though, what he's doing um, right now. He just launched a, an app called the Cartoon Bible, um, which Yay. is amazing. It's available in the App Store. You can download it right now, today, after you listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, keep um, listening, but yes. you should also download listen it. Listen and then download it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome um, app. Here's a little description for you. Find the, fe find the fun keeping the faith with the Cartoon Bible. Daily passages of scripture served by lovable, zany characters in a read-along style using upbeat, proven memorization tools. Includes animated stories from the great book that don't ignore the odd stuff, but present it in a fun way that every member of the family can appreciate. Yeah. So go to the App Store and download the Cartoon Bible. And Yay. it's definitely for adults as well as children, for the record. Because oh, yeah, I've, sure. I've enjoyed enjoy, some of it. Enjoyable as a, by all. Yes. And it's just a fun way to, to capture the Bible. So that's yes. very exciting. Yay. The other thing we want to talk about is this is the first episode of our themes. We're so excited. We love themes personally, so we, we thought, do. why not put them in the podcast? Absolutely. So Morgan, do you want to talk about our first theme? Yes. Our first theme is suspense. Do, 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 do. No, that was, a, that was the wrong That <laughs> was the chorus. <laughs> Wait, what were we? Dun, dun, dun. There we go. <laughs> so suspense. So we have um, an older, more backlist title, mm -hmm. um, and then also a newer release title in the kind of suspense subgenre of Christian fiction. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Morgan, just so the listeners can understand, what is a backlist? I know we talked about this a little bit at the end oh, of the episode, okay. but just yeah. for new listeners. Sure. So an author's backlist is any of their books that they have released previously. Got it. So, um, for example, the book that we're reading today is actually the third book published by an author mm -hmm. who has published a lot of books yeah. since then. So it's pretty far back in the author's backlist. Yeah. So exactly. today's, today's book is the first in our suspense theme. Yes. And so then we'll be reading one more book, which we'll talk to you about at the end, so you can read it ahead of time um, in the suspense theme. So there'll be two books in each theme, and we're so excited. We've yes. mapped out a lot of themes. So Who doesn't love you, themes? I know. It's, it's amazing. Ride, people. It's <laughs> Absolutely. so much fun. <laughs> Absolutely. So another fun announcement is, this is Odette, everybody. My sister, Amelia, is actually joining our podcast because our Yay. book that we're reading is D. Henderson, The Negotiator. And Amelia and I are big, big fans of D. Henderson. So we thought, what better way to talk about this podcast or talk about this book on the podcast than to have Amelia on the podcast as well. So welcome, Amelia. You're our first official guest on the podcast here. Well, thanks for having me. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So Morgan, do you want yes. to go ahead and read the back of the book and then we'll go I ahead do. and give our star ratings and dive in as we yeah, always dive in. Let's dive in. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> Failure is not an option. FBI Special Agent Dave Richmond has spent his life protecting people. Failure is not in his vocabulary. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's a good thing. No, I 
sorry. No, I was just, just making videos. Why do the books always get? Always. <laughs> right? Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm going to read a book face on the back. I mean, I, yeah. just, I sometimes do. <laughs> Anyways, okay, okay, okay. Failure is not in his vocabulary. He'll figure out a way to protect Kate, even if she is determined to make it difficult. Kate O'Malley's specialty is hostage situations, diffusing human time bombs before they go off. She will walk into the middle of a crisis if that's what is necessary to settle a situation. She's learned to let others see what she wants them to see. She's learned to depend on herself. Only herself. People die if she fails. Kate is a target. Someone's been sending her black roses. Maybe the same person who just blew up an airplane and blamed Kate. Then the investigation brings up the one name Kate hoped never to hear again, and she's faced with the shocking evidence that the bomber may be someone she knows. Now she has to decide if Dave, and the God he trusts so implicitly, is all he's supposed to be. And Dave is about to discover that Loving a hostage negotiator is one thing, but keeping her safe is another matter entirely. I hear the giggles! <laughs> I can hear giggles throughout the whole thing. I'm so sorry! <laughs> so do we even ask you about your star rating? <laughs> it's, no, it's hilarious. I, I mean, I'm obviously going to give it a star rating, but like, the, it's so dramatic. Yes, I love of course. It. But that, I will say, that's I think that's some of the... <laughs> yeah, I mean, they really are, I think, honestly. though, some of this is, Morgan, you can answer if I'm wrong, but I think some of this type of back of a book is really um, common in the mer- the suspense because you got to like pull someone in, give them little tidbits of the story. Sure. Well, and also in anything, and it's really kind of suspense romance because yes. the romance oh, yes, plot is pretty heavy in this. And so I think, yeah, obviously the publisher is trying to play up certain angles. You're trying mm-hmm. to get people to grab it for whatever reason. And really, so. guys, this was published 20 years ago. I know. So, right. This is this is actually a pretty old book. This cover is the yes. same as that as yeah. the older version is your oh, newer is it? one. Yeah. So, yeah, Amelia, <laughs> Amelia has her original use. version from when she bought it. I finally stopped borrowing from the library and bought my Because <laughs> <laughs> she read it so many times, which I love. Oh, I love oh, that. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Um, so we should do star ratings. Star ratings. Do, do, do you I want me to go first? I feel like you should go first. So guys... I rated this a two. I was actually literally in my head. I was like, Morgan's definitely going to rate this a two. I rated it a two. <laughs> are you going to expound on it? <laughs> I mean, I figured we'd expound on it. We always podcast. expand on it, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So I rated it a two. <laughs> and for me, it was because... <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm sorry. That guy's just like... No, no, no. I know. I'm not offended by this. I know, but I'm just trying to figure out how to say it because it was a lot of little things. So I, like, it was very all over the place. It felt super disjointed to me. I didn't buy the chemistry of the main couple at all. And it felt like, yeah, it felt like it couldn't really decide what it wanted to be. Like there were certain elements where it was like, I don't know. It just, I can't, I'm (laughs) making weird hand gestures. Oh, also the other thing that drove me nuts. The other thing that drove me nuts were like, it, it felt like she kept giving all of these like long-winded descriptions where I was like, I don't know what any of this means. And it would just bore me. Like where, like, it was like, if I was watching it on CSI, it would be fine because there's other action in the background of the scene. You know what I mean? But then when I'm reading it, I'm just like bogged down in the descriptions and all the acronyms. I know what FBI is. I don't know what any of the other ones are. Maybe ATF isn't, I don't actually, I don't know what (laughs) ATF is. So who knows? Me neither. So I got real... (laughs) bogged down in that so for me unfortunately it didn't work well that's okay that's okay uh amelia do you want to give your start next well mine's a 
four point five or not a four point five. That's fair. That's fair. But to be fair, I, I read it. this a very long time ago to start with, and then I fell in love with all of the other ones. Um, and I personally really love this style of writing. So that and we also weren't really watching a lot of TV at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so the descriptions like helped me a lot. Okay. Well, and that makes um, a lot of sense. Plus, we're big fans of this genre of like TV shows, books, Amelia and I, and we have been for a very long time. But to be time. fair, these are literally the only success books I read. Like, I don't really read a lot of mystery. Oh, okay. Like, I usually go for a lighthearted story okay. instead. Like, I'm more of an escape than a I'm stressed out because I'm reading this book and it's stressing me out because I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. And like, yes. Mm-hmm. So these are like, Kind of like suspenseful enough, but you definitely know what's gonna happen. Suspenseful, kind of. yeah. yeah. Like they're not. It, anyways, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. So that's why I think these books are actually quali- qual- uh, qualified as a romance suspense. So I did some research on that because oh, I wanted okay. to know what was a romance mm-hmm. suspense versus a true suspense. So I feel like it might be. I don't know. Depending on our second book that we read in this theme, it might end up being the theme should have actually been called romance suspense or yeah. romantic suspense. But according to some research that I did. <laughs> I just I'm remembering us reading the when we're choosing when we were choosing books for yes. the themes. I'm remembering us reading these back covers of the books and just getting so excited. And almost all of the back covers had some sort of romantic yes, plot about them. And we were like, so our podcast for sure. It. We have hearts in in our old graphic and our new one. Like a hundred percent. I've wrong. had I've had several people actually come up to me and they're like, oh, yeah, listen to the first episode of your podcast, but I don't really read romance, so and I was like, well. <laughs> That's fair. I would like to say that we're going to be open minded. We might re- read some Ten Decker sure, at some point. Yeah, I don't know if this book's really a romance. Mostly or not. Rom- yeah. Which is oh, fun. They do. The good ones do. You know what? We, we know who we are, people. Well, yeah. We embrace what we're also, about. We, right, we love the fact that you're also loving this if you're listening to episode six already. Um, okay, That's so. True. Okay, this is according next. to Auto Crit, which I'm assuming is like. Um, uh, being critical about um, un- <laughs> editing and libraries, it's unraveling the complexities of romantic suspense. And a good romantic sus- well, I wanted to cite the source, but like the website is literally autocrit.com. Sure. Anyway, I'm not oh going to say that. Oh my gosh, I okay. can't. In a good romantic suspense, at least one of the protagonists is in danger, or someone he or she loves, like a sibling or child, is in danger. And the love story builds at the same time that the hero and the heroine. Heroin? No. Heroin. Heroin. Yeah. Okay. Um, confront escalating jeopardy until both suspense and romance reach a crescendo that leaves the mystery solved, the villain defeated, and the main characters living happily ever after. 100% that's what this is. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I think this is, I would call for this as romantic romance. suspense. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, Madeline, what did you use your star rating? So I liked it more than Morgan, <laughs> less, less than Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. That's totally right. <laughs> so I'm right in the middle mm-hmm. of. of this, I, so I gave it a three because I felt like I was very much in the middle yeah. uh, with like just how I felt about it. Um, there was a lot of things that I really, really enjoyed. The writing style was like a little bit, I think, slower than mm-hmm. I typically like in a, in a novel. Um, and I think that part, part of the reason why maybe what Morgan was talking about with all the details, mm-hmm. like that kind of made it feel like the pacing was slower. Mm-hmm. But then it also had these like parts where like it like sped up and got really fast and exciting. And so that was, I mean, it's kind of, there's some of both. So it's not like a slow pace, the whole, a slog the whole time. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was, um, cause there was definitely some really exciting moments. Um, yeah, I gave it a three. I thought I, I, 
I was okay with the romance. I was okay with the with the. Morgan's rolling her eyes. I wish you could see this. This is an audio podcast, though. So no, you could probably I, hear you the eye roll. I was okay with it. I I liked it. I actually really liked the treatment of like the gospel presentation. Yeah, I did. I actually did too. I really liked the treatment that was of that. One it, of my big it, positives. It seemed extremely realistic and not forced to me, which I feel like is hard to do. That is always. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be ex- extremely forced feeling, mm-hmm. like contrived. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I didn't feel like it was. No. Uh, I liked they built it up slowly and it felt like a natural progression. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I gave it a three. There was lots of things I liked, some things I didn't like. Go I think on. a lot of her books in general, like that's how her... Like her presentation of the gospel is is really pretty real. Like mm-hmm. people in real life. Mm-hmm. I think I read that her like, that her dad was a pastor. Yeah. yeah. Too. And so I felt like that y- you can kind of feel that. Yeah. It's and like, it's like well, she's writing like devotional books, not oh, okay. suspense. Oh, okay. I mean, like nice. maybe she would. It's something yeah. future, but yeah. Sure. Well, and also I'll say too that usually in her books, there's usually one character who's saved, one or two characters, and there's usually one who's like finding God along the yeah. way. So she's all about that, like. Kind of I feel like that I would say what Amelia Amelia and I have read most of her books and I would say probably would you say Amelia like eighty percent of them that's the case usually yeah and I would say eighty percent of them I really like there's one or two that I just didn't enjoy like yeah if I did, okay. like it, was, it kind of seemed like a different style of writing or like, yeah. like something was yeah. different yeah. about them but most yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, so my story reading, I was trying to, because I love, love, love these books as a child. Amelia and I were talking, I think I read the, the my first time I was like 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. Um, so almost 20 years, not really, but like 18. Um, so, which is fine. But I think that like, so my reading is going to be a 3.75 to a 4. And the reason why I'm saying that is there's certain things that I really loved about it. But also, I think on this podcast, I've become more of a critical reader in a good way of like, well, why do I like something? And not prepared to defend it as in like, someone's going to come at me and ask me why I like it, but more like having conversations. And also I think that it's different reading this book as an adult versus reading it as a kid and the filter of that. I said to Amelia on the phone last night, because we were talking about her coming to the podcast. And I said to her, it's also very different because they're like 36, 37 in the book. Like it's Dave's birthday in the beginning when it opens. And I remember being 14 and thinking that was so far away and how he, (laughs) I guess he was so focused on his career that he's single in his, you know, late thirties, which is fine. (laughs) But it's just an interesting caveat that, that when you filter that through, also all the life experience and stuff because there was things about it that like are predictable in a good way and also I'll say so one of the reasons why I really like this book is because it's the start of the O'Malley books mm-hmm. and Amelia and I, I think will probably talk a little bit about that because there's seven books in the no six books in the O'Malley series um, and so we'll talk a little bit so you get introduced to this incredible family who's very complex and diverse and so I feel like because of that I think that I Mm-hmm. feel like it's a good introduction because you get to kind of meet the family in different points throughout the book. So I think if I had to decide, I would say mm-hmm. my reading is 3.75. Um, I really enjoyed it, and there's certain parts, and I just really liked the character Dave, and I thought he was very fun. But also, like, I realized that this <laughs> that this may be the birthplace, because Morgan and I have talked in detail about, like, the type of movies and books and shows that I like. Like, I'll read mm-hmm. all kinds of things, but, like, there's something for me about, like, a cop versus an agent versus, a, like, that kind mm-hmm. of genre. I really So I think that this, this may is, have been... This is your origin story. I think it honestly was really, but I was like, oh, my God, this started it for me. So, so there's Amazing. elements of nostalgia in this that I didn't realize I was going to be so captured by. Yeah. Again, because I, I probably haven't read this book in maybe this particular one in probably 10 years, so oh, it's wow. been a while. So. And I'm I'm glad you brought that that up specifically about um, like how old you were when you first read yes. it versus now because I did wonder as I was reading this I was like okay so like if I would have read this book 
specifically mm-hmm. when I was 13 or so, I probably would feel a lot differently versus the first time I'm reading it yes. as a 32-year-old. 100%. Um, so so I, I did think about that. And then the other thing that I was going to – oh, I wanted to ask you too. Since Mads and I have never read the, um, the O'Malley series, this is the first one for mm-hmm. us, <clears throat> would you guys say – what is your favorite book in mm. the O'Malley series? Like, yeah. how, and how does this one rate? Like, do you feel like this one is like they're oh, literally it's really all good? equal to me? Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's one that I don't love as much as the others. Okay, but Which otherwise, um, is it Stevens' book that you don't love as much as the others? No, Jacks. Jacks. He's the firefighter, yes. right? Because he always yes. burns the burns yeah. the burpers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stick, there's, whatever. There's some things that like she describes that you're like, what? Yeah. But yeah. Um, there's, yeah. So my okay. favorite are the True Seeker, who's Lisa's book, because that's a really good story, and like okay. I love the dynamic between her and the guy that she's like, that's interested in, mm-hmm. in her, and then the healer, with his Rachel story, so she's a trauma psychologist, and so oh, I really like that one. It's really interesting, okay. and also again, it's also because of the guy in the story that and her that's like they just look good. So that one I've read the True Seeker and the Healer probably ten times more than the Negotiator over the okay. course of my life, and I also like. Um, the Marcus's book, I'm like literally touching the cover of Morgan's book. <laughs> Marcus's book, which is, like, which one is that? It's the second one, The Guardian. Yeah, yeah. The Guardian. That one's really good too for different reasons. So, okay. So I would say those three, but Stephen's book at the end, I don't particularly love. Um, and then I would say the, the same for Jack's. Those are the ones that I probably read the okay. least. Interesting. I was just, this, I was just curious. This book is definitely about Kate. It is not about Dave. The, Back cover kind of makes it seem like it's going to be about Dave. It's, it's definitely really, about It's Dave. much more about so, Dave. So right. I found it very funny. So now that <laughs> since <laughs> since Murder Made Him in a Fine Man, and I found some <laughs> funny reviews on Goodreads about it, mainly about from, Murder Made Him in a Fine Man or about, about the negotiator? So, no, I'm saying because I found some funny oh, ones on that, I decided to look up on Goodreads. <laughs> and this one woman in 2017 rated it. 3.5 stars because of Dave. Did not like Dave. I really like that girl. But she's not a believer. Guess I'll just be a friend. Of course, I'll still flirt with her. Stroke her face and tell her those jeans those snug jeans with the heart in the back pocket but can't go further than that besides the occasional snuggle i'll tell her how to not how to dress on her not date because i'm sure she needs help enjoyable besides dave i liked all the amalities <laughs> the mystery was exciting i do and for being very honest i had something similar <laughs> in wait is, is, morgan, is like, you? morgan posted that but she like posted. changed the name she changed her name <laughs> Okay, so we if we haven't made it clear yet, obviously. Oh wait, we read the back cover. They know. Yes. Okay, so it's okay. Kate, Kate and Dave are the Kate main two characters. Dave. We're, yes. we're talking a lot about them without the O'Malley's or the or Kate's family. Yes. Yeah, I feel like that would be a helpful thing before we dive into the book to talk about the kind of setup of Kate and kind of who she is, or should mm-hmm. we just dive in and kind of go from? There? I mean, I feel like it it kind of it goes into detail. As okay, let's do it. On. Okay, so let's do it. Okay, naturally. Um, awesome. All right, should we get started? I do yes. like how she develops Kate throughout the book. Like, you get to see a lot of different pieces as the book goes on. Yes, versus, like, I agree. a full backstory in the very first yeah. chapter or something. Like, and honestly, that, and I feel like so that helps cool. you as the reader, like, because I think you're supposed to kind of put yourself into the perspective of Kate, because she's the one who's not a believer at the beginning, mm-hmm. but she is by the end. So I think in doing that, you're kind of, like, walking that journey with her, yeah. and I think it's supposed to make her more relatable, which I think, I mean, I think it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you grow with her, so. The one thing I will say, and I think I talked about this on an earlier episode, I really loved this style of writing where you see stuff from both characters' perspective, because I think it really helps enhance the story, because mm-hmm. usually, as humans, we only ever see our perspective. I mean, we can obviously ask questions, but really yeah. the voice in our head Absolutely. is really only ours. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the reasons why I like this style so much. <laughs> 
potential for most people. <laughs> I wish it'd seek help if it's not. Oh no! Jokes, <laughs> jokes, jokes. Um, but what I'm saying is, because I, because I, I think we had a topic about the first person piece of mm-hmm, literature, and yeah. to me, this is like two different people's yes. first person, and I really appreciated that about because she does that in a lot of her books, and I really like that because I feel like it's a good way to like see what the guy's thinking, see what the girl's thinking, mm-hmm. see what. So anyways, yeah. and even in this case, you see what the bad guy's thinking, the villain. Yes, yeah. Which, I can. I completely agree. And uh, in any kind of novel that claims to have any sort of romance plot, mm-hmm. I want to see the both characters subtext of both characters, mm-hmm. like absolutely going yes. on at once. I agree. Just enhances the story. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get started. <laughs> let's do it. Let's jump in. So, like Odette was saying in the prologue. Yes. Specifically, we do see it's the villain's perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that um, in a couple other chapters, too, it comes back yes. and highlights some. Mm-hmm. So we're looking... Um, but it's talking about, you know, dynamite. And it's setting up what the, like, kind of what the first initial... Excitement. Yeah. Excitement. That's a good yeah. way to put it. It's going to be. But I actually do love... That's something I love. <laughs> in a suspense or mystery book yes. just in general is when you get little glimpses or honestly it's it's creepier and more difficult but even I've read books where you get like whole like several chapters or every other chapter is the villain's perspective and it's a it's it a tough enough. tough hang but I think it's it lends like a really kind of cool gritty element mm-hmm. and I, I really liked that that was in here those kind of books remind me of like the show Criminal Minds how they yes. show you both like the, exactly. the um, Which I love law in, enforcement and then yes. also the villains perspective I don't think I'm even in your guys' class because I'm like <laughs> I'm over here in my lights of the world I don't like to watch any of the shows like, you watch Bones and NCIS and stuff yes but like they're like the lighter side of like I don't Madison doesn't like I don't like crime shows at all I think yeah. the the extent of my crime show experience it's is psych and monk. psych psych is delightful yes that's um, a great I was literally about to say that <laughs> but can we really call even call that a crime yes I mean, it's, I mean, it's, something, it's more mystery but, but still, that's what I'm saying. It's like the there's a few of those episodes that get a little bit intense and lighter. I'm just saying. Uh, Me too. I in general like them, but I'm also good with a, a grittier, a grittier yeah. show. Yeah, I usually have to be careful about how much I watch those, but yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, okay. So, um, yeah. So chapter one. Okay. So the thing in chapter one. <laughs> we're oh my god. We are all just Guys. looking at Morgan because, because she's literally she has so many notes. She's pages she's of notes. sitting there with pages of notes. I have so many notes. We're just anticipating her everywhere. So and Sherry finished. So. So, in chapter one, we get introduced to Kate, mm-hmm. and um, she is a hostage negotiator. Hostage negotiator. 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 All those, all those soft G sounds. Um, so, I did a little research on what a hostage negotiator is, because I was, like, interested in it. So, this is from the balance career. So, how to get into the field. Um, so, oh. most... <laughs> I would be terrible at this job, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, what do they do? I guess we start with what do they do. So, they're often part of the SWAT or call-out team's police hostage negotiators, which is what Kate is um, in Chicago in the book, um, respond to crisis situations where hostages have been taken or are suicidal or dangerous individuals have barricaded themselves in and refuse to give themselves up. Their role is to speak with the subjects involved and convince them to turn themselves in peacefully without hurting themselves or others. Though typically called hostage negotiators, the more appropriate term is crisis negotiators since negotiators work with people in all sort of mm-hmm. tumultuous situations. 
how to get into the field. Most hostage negotiators get their start working as police officers, which Kate does, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so I'll research on this part, um, which means that, not for me, for the record, I meant for the I book. Got you. Um, <laughs> so so I got the back. <laughs> so on the back. <laughs> well done, or did. <laughs> which means the first thing you have to do is meet the minimum qualifications of a police officer. Um, and then they're found only in larger departments, which makes sense because she was in sure. Chicago. So um, on the top general training training required to enter law enforcement, negotiators typically receive at least 40 hours of training in topics such as psychology, crisis intervention, active listening, and incident management. They also review cases and study and practice role-playing scenarios. And apparently, according to this, you can earn anywhere from $30,000 to $90,000, depending on that where you That is a are. massive jump. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe it depends on the size Starting of the borough. versus and also that, yeah. I'm sure. Anyways, um, so I just thought that that was interesting. Yeah. Um, we also get introduced a little bit <laughs> to um, Kate's family. Yes. They like, start talking, which her family is a huge part 100%, of, yes. well, obviously the O'Malley series, but like her family and her interaction, like it's a big part of her world she's so very family oriented you find out early on that um she has all these brothers and sisters she mm-hmm. has six brothers wait mm-hmm. six, she's one of seven, yeah. she's one of seven. seven and they all adopted each other they all were in an orphanage mm-hmm. called the trevor house called the trevor house um um and found each other when they were in this orphanage and basically adopted each other and then eventually went on to legally all they chose a last name mm-hmm. together and then yeah. they legally changed all of their collective last names yeah. to O'Malley and adopted each other as family and they have been with each other for 20 years. Yeah, I just realized when I read this book, I can't remember the first time I read it. I read it through the lens of having read all the other ones. So like yeah. part of mm-hmm. I think my loving it is loving the whole series. Yeah. And Which like, makes a lot of sense. All the backstory that I already know when I'm reading this. Yeah. I just realized that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, I thought like, definitely affect it. That makes sense. I feel mm. like we should list out the family. So you have Kate who's the hostage negotiator uh-huh. and Marcus. And they were the kind of the first ones yes. at the who's a um, US Marshal. And so they were kind of the first ones, Emilio, feel, feel free to jump in here too. Um, they were kind of the first ones at the orphanage, so it's led to believe that they're older than the rest mm-hmm. of the siblings. Sure. Then you have Lisa, who's a... Um, Forensic... Uh, no. She's yeah, a... She's... She dissects... dissects um, she works in the morgue. Like she's sex dead people. Yeah, <laughs> she's a forensic Lisa. Um, she's a forensic pathologist. There you go. Okay. And then you. <laughs> I knew it was anthropologist. And then you. Like, and then you have um, uh, Jack. Jack, who's, who's a, a firefighter. firefighter. And then you have Rachel, Rachel who's a trauma psychologist. And Stephen. And then and Stephen, who is a paramedic. a paramedic. And then you have Jennifer, who's a doctor. Okay, that's right. Yes. yes. So something oh, yeah. that I had written down that I actually really, really enjoyed mm-hmm. is the concept of found family. Mm-hmm. And that's something you actually see a lot in books kind of that are published more recently. Mm-hmm. But I don't <laughs> remember reading a lot of books that kind of did such a positive highlight on found family mm-hmm. um, when I was reading books around this time frame. Mm-hmm. So I loved that that was such a big mm-hmm. part of Kate's life and that it was so positive too it was like this yeah. like group of people they found mm-hmm. each other they'd made a family and it was good like mm-hmm. it was um supportive mm-hmm. and um safe and all of that so i really really liked I how i was fairly impressed that. that it was that way without god in the picture because like they right. didn't none of them mm-hmm. in the start of the series except jennifer well but, find but, out but even long. still oh, yes. until yeah. like she just recently became a christian yeah yeah when this book is being written i mean like when this yeah when this the book story is set. Starts, um, yeah yeah, yeah. 
And so it's interesting to me that they all have such great careers and great lives. Like, mm-hmm. And coming from... Um, such broken homes. Right. Traumatic backstories right. Right. And, and all of that, too. The way that they've really been able to kind of, like, heal and rise up from the situation together. And help together. others. Because exactly. every single one of their jobs yeah. is helping or protecting people. Yes. I love that. I will say each book, like, it definitely sets it up that, like, each character has, like, basically just, like, stuffed their past. Sure. And not, so, like, I yes. enjoy that each book in the series kind of brings up whatever the issue is that the mm-hmm. character was dealing with or, mm-hmm. like, their past. Yes. And then it brings, like, them to a healing place, like an actual yeah. healed place. Yes. Versus just, like, shoving it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Right. <laughs> Healthy. Isn't that helping us? Yes, it is. No, it's 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 good. Good. This is exactly this is, what the podcast is. This is what we do here at Brilliant. Yeah. This is Don't want to read the book. Don't give it all away. No, no. <laughs> we we, we absolutely give everything away. There's I know. This is I know. a spoiler all. It is um, And we jump in. Oh, wait. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, too, one thing I appreciate about this, and I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of kind of Morgan's notes here, but my which is fine, because it's just great. i back if I need to. It's fine. Is that I... I also really enjoy a good, um, I guess I would say romantic suspense book or even just a suspense book that starts with like a big action. So like you have a little bit of setup and then it immediately takes you in to this situation where then you either meet additional characters or you're kind of swept up in this like what's going to happen and this is like you're seeing them in action. So I really appreciated that early on you find out because Kate... Um, is called into a hostage situation at a bank. That's where I was exactly. Oh, that's exactly okay. where I was. And you also meet Dave. So Dave Richmond in this book is an FBI agent, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite scenes in this book is the way that he is just interacting with her. Cause, she, cause you should in this hostage mm-hmm. situation, he hid behind a desk. So the guy. Cause they, so yes. it's a bank. It's a yes. bank robber. He was a customer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Dave was in the bank. And the bank happened. robber came in with dynamite. Strapped to him. And he wasn't trying to steal money, and he's just, like, angry. And so, yes. So, right. so there's many levels to it. His name is Henry Lott. Um, and he... <laughs> we'll talk, yeah. we'll, we'll okay, talk about the details. details. Love it. I love it. <laughs> um, anyways, and so Kate gets called in, because her and brother are having... Um, Stephen are having breakfast. That she, get call, she gets called into the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, like, comes in to the bank and she's doing her job she's doing her job starting and the hostage negotiation and literally she, she walks in and Henry Lott is like get out of here what are you doing and she's like look if I'm not here at least a little bit of time my boss will get angry so then like he let Henry lets her stay in meanwhile you also hear Dave's kind of side of the story and he's like oh my god they said this woman she's mm-hmm. not even wearing a bulletproof vest like cause he's trying to like cause so he, he's he is, a, he's an FBI so he's trained yeah. yeah so he's trained he's not a hostage negotiator for the FBI but he's a trained agent mm-hmm. um, who has experience obviously in situations and so um, he, throughout this he like slips her notes and my favorite one <laughs> is when he sends her he like shows her a note so she sees it but the the guy Henry Lott with the dynamite doesn't and he literally says move him to me and she like flicks him away <laughs> with a <the> finger <laughs> that, I mean that was pretty funny <laughs> I just pictured I just pictured the reason why I loved it is it also juxtaposes <laughs> The idea that like men don't have to just be the ones to save yeah. you, and Kate actually saves him. And yeah. I love that that was the start of the book because to me it also set up that she's like a perfectly capable woman, really good at her job. Mm-hmm. Yes, and she gets like injured in the process. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, I just really liked the fact that like it wasn't Dave who like came in and saved the day. Right. Anyways, I loved the way this book started. Yes. Jumping in with this like mm-hmm. hostage situation, yeah. like. It's, again, I'm not the one who watches CSI or whatever, so I don't, this was fun. It was a really fun way to start the book. I thought it, like, kicked off at this great pace. I thought it slowed down a little bit after this, but I was really, I was a long hospital scene after this. Well, but it drew me in, like, really quick. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I. So I. What are your thoughts loved, on this? I loved the fact. I agree. I love the fact that it opened up with this scene. I thought that the the note thing. He he was like falling in love with her. He not even met her. He was literally like starting to become enamored with this woman. They were quote falling in love during a hostage negotiation unquote. That's because that's what I wrote in my notes. And I thought <laughs> I'm quoting myself. And I thought it was to be fair, it was him falling for her, not okay. her falling for him. She was and becoming smitten with him too in that moment. She was more hated, not as much as he was. No, he was. that's very true. And and I'm not saying it was mutual totally, but she was becoming smitten with him, and he was, and it's like. In my head, I'm thinking, this is so ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, what the heck, buddy? Like, keep it together. Keep it together. But also, one could say, Morgan, that in a hostage situation, your emotions are rising higher. So maybe it was part of that. I don't know. Flirting is flirting. I do, I do enjoy <laughs> oh, it. Oh, my like, gosh. Unexpected. Like, a lot of the way she writes things, yes, her characters. Yes, it definitely is unexpected. Like, <laughs> have, like, lots of surprises. Yeah. Like... Like, she writes it that the characters are surprised by each other. Yes. And that I enjoy. Like, people are, it's just like a boring, yes. like. And I do, and I did like but, the premise of the notes. But like, that was so kind of fun. I was just rolling my eyes so hard. I was like, well, he liked that because he started giving a movie Dave. recommendations. Oh my and gosh. Like, this it was is like, too Dave, much. come on. Well, and, and, and also, like, what she was telling to the guy, he was thinking it was real, and he was also like, oh, she likes this topping on her pizza. Oh, yeah. which and you're like, and then, <laughs> and this is very unrealistic. And then later on, he was like, so what else did you lie about that? Or what else did you lie about that? Well, he about, you don't have an Aunt Gladys, do you? And she was like, no. No. Right, like also like I'm like, trying to defuse a guy with dynamite strapped to his chest, Dave. Right. That's <laughs> right. That was <laughs> Dave called down. The entire, honestly, this entire book was so, me just yelling at Dave. I was like, Dave, you're not a fan of Dave. I can't stand <laughs> Dave. Dave pisses me off so I. Uh, I'm but over did you realize the actual book of Dave with his sister? I so, read this. That kind of like a long so that's what I'm saying. Like I've read okay. all these books, so like Dave doesn't know me because I have all this backstory. Okay. Dave, that also, read. you know he has a British accent, Morgan. So Morgan, yeah, you which I thought was that ridiculous. About I did though. When I, I read did, this, I, I read the pre- prequel. I've never like heard a British accent in my voice for Dave. Whenever this, I know he's British. It doesn't. Yeah. Every I've time I read that he has a British accent, I'm jarred because it doesn't. For some reason, it feels like a very extraneous detail. Um, but the other thing that annoyed me is something that Madeline said is that it starts oh, off God. with this. Are with you this, guys gonna have a sister fight? No, that I'm, I'm, I'm dovetailing off a point that she has. Oh, she's dovetailing. Is that a fight? I don't know. <laughs> no. Oh my okay, God. Just because you said it, something annoyed me that Madeline right. said. I'm so just like, to I know, Madeline, I've been meaning to talk to you about this for years. <laughs> this is the two younger sisters. This is the time. This is the time. Let's bring it up. No, I'm kidding. Um, but the thing that annoyed me so much was it did have a good, like, boom, punchy start. It's so exciting. And then <laughs> it, it got so down boring. Not a lot happened until, like, the freaking end. So I let's know. keep going oh through the God. plot. Which, yes. to be fair, most of her books are like that. Okay. And well, so, like, as a 13-year-old reading them, probably great. Probably safe, probably like right, probably like a great or a fourteen year old, whatever. Which does was. make sense, and also it was like I could read them because there wasn't a lot of stuff in yes, them that but I wasn't allowed. To I will read. say and what that makes thing sense. I I do think is good, and maybe it's just because the way that I like read these books and I like this t- type of genre is that I like all the case details of them trying to figure <laughs> stuff out. You didn't think also if you thought just the ending. What about when the plane exploded? We didn't even no. get there yet. Yeah, well, I mean, we, she just said the ending. Get there, and I thought that was so. No, 
it felt it that was so boring to me too and i felt like the way it was written I like that part. <laughs> was like i have i have notes on that okay. there wherever we get to it but like one of the things that annoyed me was <laughs> i'm just 100 i'm gonna be i'm gonna be you this way get through the whole thing no, listen, i don't have a personal no. attachment just because i read this no book no i don't i don't mean it like okay. that i just mean it's gonna be one of those episodes where some people are like oh and i'm just like no because <laughs> I, I have very strong feelings <laughs> but um the thing that I thought about that was there were too many other like random details that were happening. There were like my, I will say like during that plane crash sequence, which happens about midway through the novel, probably maybe a little yeah. bit around midway. Yeah. Um, my head was swimming when I was reading that. Cause there was so like much information when yes. they were going to there was all a the, lot of information being thrown at you. Going to all the meetings, a lot of names, the names, and you're meeting not only people, but then you're hearing about victims and, and the times. And, like, and so they kept throwing out times. So I'm like, what am I supposed to be paying attention to? That was so a lot. like the plane crash felt like it got lost in the shuffle. I was like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be listening <laughs> to or paying attention to right now. So I didn't think that scene was exciting. I was <clears> my <throat> eyes were crossed. Because but there was so much detail. Let's get to that. In the okay, okay. Keep so, going. so, so the hostage, she diffuses the hostage situation. She so, does. Which the reason the guy is upset is because the bank is taking his home. Yes. Yeah, and he's, it, he's an gotten confusing messages important. about it. And so, yes. I do, all of her books develop, <clears throat> like, <clears throat> thing, like, everything's sort of Threat. connected. Yes. There's, like, threads I throughout. do like. It is confusing yeah. when, like, they throw a ton of other stuff in there. But I liked the way it all, like, towards the end it does, like, when you all like, kind of get it, like, on it at the end, you're like, and I like <laughs> in a mystery like and stuff. It. I like being able to follow that, so that I did. It's hard that to follow. Well. Sometimes you get to the end. It's almost like right. um, like Ocean's Eleven or Thirteen. Like I like those. Yes. You get to the end, and you're like, wait, how did they even do that? In the right. Middle? And, and then they, they like, the and then end. George Clooney tells you, and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, George, of course. <laughs> of course. Why didn't I see it that way? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay. <laughs> so moving on. Moving on. Moving through. Well, not all of what happens. Morgan, what are your notes here? Of we find other out chapters. that we find out early on. Dave is Christian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kate's not. Yes. Kate's not a Christian. Mm-hmm. For good I'm reason. Sorry. She feels like God should stop bad things from happening. And she sees so many bad things. Bad Absolutely. Yes. And she she's even things. talked about how in the last ten years of her career as a negotiator, she's seen things get worse and worse. And she yes. has also this this trauma in her past that right. she still went to. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Um, uh, we start to see this kind of relationship between Dave and mm-hmm. Kate develop. Um, he just kind of shows up at our house a lot. <laughs> so much. I will say one thing I did, and this is could be, you know, the, the way, the lens that mm-hmm. I saw, read this book through, but I did appreciate how it felt more like someone was smitten with someone and they're like pursuing them versus like, I feel like some other books, it's like this whirlwind that you're like, this is, this is weird. Do you know what I'm, cause oh, like, like it was like a, jazz? yes, exactly. In Murder, <laughs> Mayhem and, and a Fine Man. But I think that, that like the idea of like the push, like in some yes. of the books, like Jazz literally just like broke into her house in the one morning she showed up, he was in, in the kitchen. Yes. Like this is different. Like this Obviously one is like, like, he, yes, very inappropriate. <laughs> but this one, it felt like, oh, cause she like, when she was in the hospital, because she, at the end of the negotiation, she ended up like right. jumping over the because gu- the guy and Dave were fighting, and she was holding the trigger for the dynamite so it wouldn't explode, mm-hmm. and so she ended up getting like some bruises and stuff. So she was in the hospital, mm-hmm. anyways, and so like she calls Dave from the hospital because he gives her his number and is like, "Call me if you have bad bruises." So she yeah. calls him, and then he so <laughs> exactly exactly Morgan Morgan's rolling her eyes. She literally, if you could hear an eye roll, just like listen. There you go. That's that's what Nairo sounds like. And more to be make. fair, I did appreciate the fact that Kate like didn't pick him up on that. Uh, right. Yes. No, I agree. I yes. agree. Because because also my she eye roll was, kind of, was that he even said that. Uh, it was at the line. Yeah, 
But also, I think, so it, it should be known that you kind of find out a little bit, maybe in chapter five or so, but his sister okay. was stalked by someone her whole life. And she's like a famous author and his sister is in the book. But like because of that, I think he's a little bit more sensitive to like protecting women than maybe some other guys are because he's, he spent his adult life protecting his sister. So um, what happens is basically like she mutually invites him over. Like he doesn't yeah. just show up at her. Well, yeah. He, yeah. He, she invites him over and basically what kind of propels the story forward is um, he's like helping her do some work, like reviewing some yes. of her yes. um uh, the recordings, the tapes, mm -hmm. whatever they're called, mm -hmm. yes. <clears throat> negotiation tapes, and somebody calls her house mm -hmm. and leaves a voice and leaves this threatening voice message. And Second she, one she got that night. Yes, yes. and yes. so Dave hears it, and that kind of triggers this. Hello, whole, Kate. I've taped the news tonight. Is what the creeper says on the phone. But it says it in a distorted voice. Very creepy. Oh, Kate. Anyway, I think Dave gets more invested because other things are happening. It might have fizzled out. Maybe. Sure, sure. Right. Yeah. So it kind of leads it's to the this, protective side of him. Yeah. To this, like him mm -hmm. turning on this FBI person persona that he that he has, also, and kind of taking it on to himself to right, like inserts himself. Watch her protect. Literally her, inserts sure himself in her business, and she is not thrilled with it. No, she's no. not. <laughs> it not is a little it. unrealistic, I will say. I feel like the crossover between like. A random FBI agent and the Chicago PD. Like, I feel right. like there wouldn't be typically yeah, probably why was, as why much. Why was he like, there? Does he just the live there? Kind of like that? Like, yes. all are... There's a Chicago office for the FBI. Oh, okay. But, like... He's never he talks about going to his office. But, like... You're right. How have never met before yes. this? And right. now... Like, they, right. I don't know. They, like, they would have. Like, this was the first time they like, throw them other? together sure. over and over well, again. But also, that's kind of the elements of a good romance. Right. Like... 100%. These people would never have met before. Yeah. I mean... Quote, unquote. They're meat cute at the hostage negotiation. There was definitely a, a pull push for sure. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. Pull so we push. talked about this yes, a couple episodes yes, ago. In, in the plot twist episode, I think. Yes, because yes, 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 we decided in that one it was a push push. This yes. is definitely a pull push where he's into her and she's kind of like, back it up, sir. <laughs> yes. um, but if you can help me solve this case, maybe I'll talk to you. Exactly. <laughs> so moving forward. She also forward, has yes. a lot of trust issues with men, obviously. Yes, obviously. sure. Obviously, yes. Um, so, right, so he's going over and they're interacting and he's helping her. She got, she gets a weird phone call. It's like, red flag, what's going on? She seems to not be really worried about it. Because she's experienced this type of thing before. Yes. Right. Um, which makes sense in her line of work. Yes. You would get, she's not really phased. Right. Yeah. Um, but he, of course, is, so that makes sense. And then... I feel like there's a lot of, like, well, red herrings and, that get and thrown also, in here then for a yes. while. That, like, I will say, too, in, in the middle of this, yes. which the back alluded to, um, Dave is, like, this, um, page 57. Oh. Um, they are... He, ba she, he, he basically finds out that she got a black rose sent to her house oh, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it launches this whole investigation that apparently in the past she had this guy that was put in jail, um, not be just because of her, but because of his actions that um, decided that he, and he was sending her black roses and so they're on the hunt for him. So they think for a while that that's why she's getting black roses is because of this <laughs> former guy. Except right. I still feel like it's kind of like a red herring. Like, she does yes, throw like a bunch is, of things it in is here. Right. And the fact that it. they mention it on the back cover, I think, is ridiculous. Right. Because it's not, it's not actually even a relevant. major thing. No, it's, minor. It, it's practically irrelevant to the plot. Right. Except right? Unless, I mean, she, unless she's specifically writing it in there to confuse you so it keeps you guessing. Right. Which that's I true. think that's, that, that's what she is because I think she wants to, but in, in Dee Henderson's book, I think she likes to like have kind of a hand of cards that is good. And she likes to like 
place them at different times and then has one that throws you off and you're like, oh, do I need to focus on this black rose thing? Not really, you no. You don't. But, but Dave, you really think you do. But I, but I, also, I also think that that's a reason why I think... <laughs> you probably read this so many times, but I read it now, I'm like, ah, nothing, it's right? going like, to bunch pages. Yeah. But, I, but I do think, too, that it gave Dave the, her and Dave the opportunity to like develop a little bit more of a friendship slash romance. Yes. That's true. Um, I, have, I have a question. Yeah. When would be an appropriate time to talk for about me? how much you hate? No. <laughs> Calm down. Wow, Dad. I feel like we should get further along the story. We're taking a no. very long time. That's <laughs> okay. Well, this is like, normal. We're no, fine. Like, yeah. I have a very, I have a rabbit trail that I need to go off oh, on. Oh, please go. About the author. About Dee oh, Henderson. Oh, okay. Well, I actually need to go for it. Henderson. Yeah, yeah, so go ahead. We all so, just like collectively set down our book, books and we're like, okay, Morgan, let's go. Okay. So, what I want to know is who is this woman? This is the most mysterious. There's the, basically nothing about her on the internet. I want you guys. Her to website go, has looked the same for twenty. Yeah, I want right? here. We're, I'm going to give you her website right now. Odette, what's her website? Dhenderson.com. Okay, and it says the official website of the author. D e d e e. Yes, Henderson. Henderson.com. With, with an O. Dot com. Why don't you just take a moment, pause the podcast right now, and go to her website. Then you'll appreciate what we're about to say all the more. Does it feel like you step back to 1992? Yes. Does it, it feel like it the does. first website ever created? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So here's okay. So here's what I want to know. So I did a little bit of research. I'm sure that we'll get some from Odette as well. Mm-hmm. Wait, what do you have on here? Oh, oh is I this have an interview. Yes. <gasps> Wait, what? From what year is this? What year is this interview? Um, right now. Probably yesterday. No, it's from when she wrote the book Full Disclosure. Is that 2016? Uh, full Disclosure. Look it up. Okay. So, you can look at Full Disclosure. You keep going with the Okay. So, here's what I am curious about. So, okay. So, her website is a nothing burger, right? So, I looked up her Wikipedia entry and found out that she... 2012. 2012. Okay. Even further. So... Look at the Wikipedia entry. Father was a pastor. Found out that information. She majored in computer science, which I was like... Interesting, based on your website, but okay. So then, there are no video interviews no. of this woman anywhere. No. Her last online interview was from 2016. And I found an online interview. Okay? Mm-hmm. 2016. Before that, obviously, there was one from 2012. There's basically... There's some other ones. Like, this is from yeah. USA Today, and okay. I found another one. So There's, in 2012, but, she was talking a little bit more. But very minimal. So, and, like, the only picture that I have ever seen of her is this weird, obscure photo on the back of her book. This is it. This is the she, most. She looks the same in any photos. In any photos. And it's like. Or anytime. anytime. We'll right? post a picture on it's our a podcast. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't even seen any photos past this. I've never seen any photos other uh, than this one. I think on Wikipedia there is a bunch. Oh, okay. Or when I, like, Googled oh, it earlier well, today. I, did, I, I was trying to find something. Because, so this is, like, my. Because I thought, surely the website has changed. Since no. Since the last time I looked at it 10 years ago. It hasn't. And so that, like, so I'm so curious. Also, I'm like, is Dee Henderson even real? Is this just a front? Oh, my word. For, for so, who? I don't money, know. Money laundering. No, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's nefarious, obviously. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, we do not think Dee Henderson is a front for money laundering. Please, nobody come. There have been, no. like, different periods of time. I want to sign up for, like, the email newsletter. Guys, if you point, which... read the book, you would understand why I said that. Because half yes. the time you think the thing is a, the bank is a front for money laundering. It's That's true. true. We didn't yeah, get to that part true. in the plot yet. Yeah. I don't it's think Dee Henderson is a front no, for money laundering. Don't actually think that, Dee. If you're hearing this, I'm assuming you're not because it seems like you're not online. But if you're <laughs> hearing this, we don't think that about you. 
But we do want to. She used to answer all of her fan mail by her, like herself. Like yeah. when you would write or email her, she would. She like it was like a thing somewhere. There was I read that like on her set. I think her set yeah. actually used to have more on it. To be honest, than it does now. It's funny because about the author more. It was still pretty similar. Yeah. In, but in, in this book club network blog that has an interview with her from 2012, it literally says at one point D is a lifelong resident of Illinois. And is an and is active online. That's what it says on the back she, of this book too. She was, she really was when I was like, okay. when like ten like years ago. Wait, how old am I? How old are you? No, like no, you're like fifteen older. years ago. Yeah, like when the internet was like a new thing. It was new when she was like when computer science when she would have had her computer science degree, and it, that's what things looked mm-hmm. like. <laughs> yeah, that was high tech. So and this, high tech. this book was originally published in two thousand. Yes, twenty so, years ago. So that's. 22 yes. freaking years ago. <laughs> but she's like, she has books on the New York bestseller list. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and so, and it's just, it's just very interesting to me because her, she won um, awards for them? her mm. outward facing, what you know of her right. has not changed. Nope. And, but she's nowhere. Like she's nowhere. There are no, like I said, I look, there's no video no. interviews of her to no. be found. Nope. I wonder There's if she's a couple shy. Of online like if she can't maybe like if she's not someone who who would want to be in front of the camera whatsoever. I'm assuming or just like extremely or private or like whatever. Somewhere it said that. That I don't remember. that is the most logical thing. The where I'm going with this is maybe <laughs> something much different, but not nefarious. No, not nefarious. Like but a different author writing under. I don't name. know. Like a like ghost author. Or yeah. Or like. Or who like, do you think is in the picture then? Who knows? It could be anyone. It's just one picture. We have like one or maybe two photos of her from over 20 years worth of um, input. So part of me is like, okay, so like maybe she wrote, somebody did write this book and the publishing company was like, whoa, this is really cool. But then the person's like, I'm not going to write any more books. And so then they just kept them going. Like, who knows? I just wonder because she's nowhere to be seen. Also, look at this different picture. When you just do it right here, yeah, my God. Oh, that's well, not she's her. Older. It could be. That's not the. There's that no way that's the like same her. person. Yeah, that looks like is her. It? Yes, yeah. it looks like what? her. What? I mean, she's older. She was. She's like this. She was at least in her thirties, maybe her forties when she wrote this. This one is here. Her. Yeah, yeah. That's from. But that, that, this that, one? that that photo a, was old when I when she published these. But we can't. Whoa. But we can't we talk about this right now because nobody listening yes. to the podcast okay. can right. see Sorry. the pictures that we're talking about. It's so we need okay. to continue. Anyways, okay. Anyway, so that was, was that was my rabbit trail. Is I D Henderson is a mystery wrapped in an enigma. And if anybody has information about D Henderson, I want you to email Morgan personally. Please address no, your emails no. to me. Okay, at but redeeminglitpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. <laughs> and I I need information. Is what I'm okay, saying. Okay. Um, right I want to say one thing. Okay. So when I was doing research, I was curious about her kind of. Um, goal of writing Christian fiction and what she does because this is very clearly a different kind of Christian fiction than some of the books that we've mm-hmm. read in the past in the podcast. Sure. Um, and so she literally says, so this author in the book club network blog says, what's your goal or mission in writing Christian fiction? She says, "My D. Henderson says, my goals haven't changed much since I began publishing 12 years ago. I want to make my, my books a destination for readers. Those who read my stories because of what they say about God as well as re- readers who enjoy my books in spite of the fact that they talk about God. In my last year, my goal has become more specific. I want the O'Malley series... Um, to replace Shades of Grey in the bestseller list. It bothers me that the direction the culture is going and real romance is being lost in the distortion of what popular culture thinks it is. I'd like to revive a sense of true romance and remind readers that good guys do indeed exist. Okay. 
I do think it's important to point out it says multiple places that she's single. Whoa. I mean, like, she's never married. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing as being single. Kind of. In the same genre. Yeah. Oh. Well, again. That's like Jane Austen, though, right? Wasn't Jane Austen single? Yes, mm-hmm. she was. She, she wrote some of the greatest love <laughs> yes. stories. Yeah, I feel like Morgan is a little offended that you just compared Danison to Jane Austen. No, no, no. no. I, I wasn't I'm not going to go into that. But. No, 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 no. She was just saying, saying that, that you can write yes. good romance no. and that can be your style. Jane Austen, being a single woman, wrote some of the greatest love stories yes. ever written. Yes, absolutely. Um, no, I, I completely agree. I don't necessarily think. Um, and also, right, the last information that we have of her is from. 2012. 2012. So 2012. She might not be single anymore. Or maybe she is and very content with her life. So I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe. Okay, D. Okay. Never know. D. Whoever you are. Contact us at redeemingwhipodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Let's get okay, ahead let's keep going. to yes. the plane. Yeah, that's uh, a good idea. Do you have any other notes that you talk Just about? Just random stuff about how much I can't stand Dave. <laughs> I mean, basically, okay. the, the story's escalating oh. to this plane crash. Right. And, then, and then the most a good chunk of the book is uh, investigating the plane crash. Yes. yes. What what page good, like, does the plane crash? Chapter stuff? 8, Chapter 9. Do we need to talk at all about um, her sister Jennifer coming into town? Because I feel like that's mm-hmm. also... No. Her siblings are filtering in and out a lot. No, but there's a specific yeah. reason why Jennifer oh, comes oh, in. I did have a note about that. I said, aha, Jennifer equals health care equals Jesus. Got it. Thank you. Yes. It's a nice right. little yes. segue into. Yes. So yeah. Jennifer comes into her life mm-hmm. to basically give the news to her family that she's engaged. Hooray. But then she tells Kate privately, on her, privately on her own that mm-hmm. she also has cancer. Not hooray. Um, but then we find out that Jennifer has found Jesus and, and she wants Kate to also and she's, and she's introducing this idea of Jesus mm-hmm. to Kate she gives Kate a New Testament and encourages her to read the book of Luke mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes um, so like chapters 8 and 9 are kind of around where the plane crash is mm-hmm. <laughs> something that I thought was super interesting is just kind of so this was written in 2000 mm-hmm. right Yes. Yep. So that was before 9 11. Yes. Right. So it was kind of right interesting. Yeah. Yes. To and I think read I, this kind I of think story. I might have read this before 9 11 happened. Really? And I think I didn't know a lot about uh, like first responders or like anything yeah. like that. So this, I'm certain that this is not how it really is in real life. Sure. You know? But well, it gave me a really good introduction. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. And a um, real appreciation. Mm hmm for first responders. Yes. Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, and also too, one thing before we get more into the the plane crash is like, one thing is there's a lot of old tech throughout this book. So like pagers and car phones and stuff. I love that. I love it. I thought it was so great. One of the only notes that I made on this whole book is that I was so... Infuriated by the amount of times I had to read the word cellular written, <laughs> yes. written out in like the full word cellular that phone. That is true. I was that so annoyed true. by that because I mean, funny. I mean, 22 years ago, yeah, you would That's you would true. clarify. It's true. That and you're it, talking about a cellular phone. I wanted her to just stop saying cellular and start saying cell phone. Well, and but they, even that they is make calls from their too, car yes. phone. They didn't I, even have no. cell phones on. They literally had pagers that they would page each other. And then you yes. better go find a phone. And that's why, like, it, the answering was, machine is her landline answering that's machine. Right. Yeah. 
It was this was still too early. To and then really there's a scene later where they yeah. I thought you said some recording. And then later they have a a scene where they watch VHS tapes, yes. and that was also mm-hmm. I just like loved. I love old tech. I know. So the I thought thing that is, was this is still like the real tech when I read it the first time. So I don't think it even pages <laughs> me. Well, you didn't even think about it. It's like, <laughs> oh, there I did. Because it was our tech. Oh, I wonder when I'm older if I'm gonna get a pager too. Well, our dad had a pager. I can get a pager. Our dad had a pager and he also yeah, had a car back. phone. Oh. <laughs> Our dad had a car phone and I remember thinking it was the coolest thing. Do you remember that, Amelia? It had the long cord he plugged into a cigarette lighter and it was like, it was called like Star it was Tech. Motorola. Star Tech. It was like Star, Star Tech. Star Tech. Yes. Oh. It was Motorola. But it was a Motorola Star USS Tech. Was the, well, Just he kidding. probably got it because of that. So <laughs> <it was> like, <laughs> You'd flip it open and it was like the the bright green buttons yes, and like yes, yes. oh my god we I thought I don't even know who he would call it, but I just remember I don't even know who I remember because you only ever had it in the, your car like you didn't take it in your house right yeah because it was like Cause it was a car phone and also you could there was no way to plug it <laughs> into the car yeah there was no way to plug it in that's why you have to have a pager yeah exactly so it's like call someone and it's like you're in the car or, or you gra- grab the landline um well in- anyways, <laughs> anyways so i had already said the thing about the plane crash yes. i got bogged down in all of the details of the plane crash but what did, does anyone else want the plane, to say a plane exploded while kate was at the airport yes. it starts on kate so and, and the person listen, who's like they the person say her name it's, it literally says on the phone Tell or like they like call in and say tell this is Kate the bomb threat yes. In. yes tell Kate O'Malley I haven't forgotten the past and then literally they basically say that the bomb's gonna go off at eleven fifteen and so like in the book it says eleven twelve there were still nine flights in the air eleven thirteen eight flights eleven fourteen six flights she heard the controller give Metro Air Flight seven fourteen clearance to land on runway thirty two L eleven fifteen Metro Flight seven fourteen exploded in midair. So, like, there's this, so then she's kind of thrown because she is drawn into this, like, and somehow it feels, she feels responsible in a way, and that and that's kind of her working through that and all that kind of stuff is, like, all these, they're pulling people, like, it's just, like, crazy. Because the bomber mentions her yes. name. Yes. And, right. and she Tell Kate is... O'Malley I haven't forgotten the past. She's, like, so then she goes down this rabbit trail, and then it's, like, all these things of, like, old case files and that kind of yes. thing. Because then, like, who could this be exactly. trying to figure it out? So exactly. the next, the next. Yes. portion of the book is just them um, really trying to dig into the case mm-hmm. they Kate's end family up, kind of pulls in yeah because her brother Jack is, kind of is um, uh, her well her brother yes. Jack is like obviously a firefighter so he's like a first responder her sister Lisa is um, a forensic didn't we say uh, pathologist. pathologist so she's also there so there's like so they're like working victims. yeah mm-hmm. exactly so there's a lot happening but I think but the I next more like the more you get into the investigation like her whole family like pulls into Kate's specific part because she was mentioned in the Yes. Uh, well Marcus yes. Marcus flies in but he's a US Marshal. I so like that though. Right. So. Yes. Yeah, I, I did, did like too. that. It's a light slightly unwritten well, sure. It makes sense because they all like took off work and like all yes. were working on it. And I liked that the family all pulled together. Yeah, I liked that too. But I guess like, all of the books are kind of like, like they've all pulled in for whatever sure. the thing is that's Which happening. Which makes sense. And that great. was probably why all of their specific like careers were chosen for the books. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, all of these people right. work together right. to do all of the things. Yeah. If the whole if the whole idea is to kind of um, keep um, that theme of family and, and all of that, so I, that yeah, makes right. sense to me. Yeah. Um, so then I think the next thing I kind of want to talk about is on in chapter twelve, which starts on page one fifty three. Do you have something to talk about before that, Morgan? Oh, just like a couple of casual things. One of the things that I thought was delightful, but also um, dated the book, was all of the mentions of soda. 
Nobody has their main characters drink soda anymore. Nobody. Yeah. And nope. she grab the soda from the can. Grab right. The, yep, right. Yep, yep. She was drinking soda from the fridge. You grabbed it. Or, or I, like I someone would be like, "Do you want a drink?" Yeah. And they would be like, two Pepsi's or something." Right. right. Yeah. And I loved it. I personally you can also tell there's soda, not like any drinking like, or smoking or anything. Like you wow. can kind of tell like D group like part of the author's theology mm-hmm. in these. Yes. And what is not there as much as what is there. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's also, I have a comment right in this section. Um, in the in they're in the throes of investigating this terrible terrorist-like attack. Mm-hmm. Like 200 people died. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like yeah, 200 plus people died in this horrible plane crash. Like Kate's name was mentioned by the bombers specifically. It's Before a really the yes, event. very traumatic. Like all this like negotiation or um, investigation is happening. And <laughs> And several, there's several different instances where characters are knuckling each other's heads. Knuckling? <laughs> knuckling. What does that word mean? Knuckling. Knuckling oh, each other's heads. What are you talking what about? What characters are knuckling? What other uh, characters? Dave is knuckling Kate's head. Oh, he does that all the time. He ruffles her hair. Kate is knuckling head. Marcus's head. I'm like, what is happening? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Yes, wait. they do. But they do say what that is happening? a lot. Is are it like we, a stress reliever to be like? Are we children? Oh, <laughs> I just, exactly. I just exactly. Thank you. Just, Odette just knuckled Morgan's head, and Morgan responded with, "Don't touch my hair," because we're normal adults. And I, why would you want somebody to be fair, up your hair? To be fair, though, Madeline and I have no brothers. Amelia and Odette do have a brother. So is that a common it, brother? It kind of made. I that didn't bother me because it kind of made it feel like. But what, know, they're but really what close. Because what know, if you were investigating okay. a terrorist attack? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, maybe you're right. You're right. You're right. Also, what there's if you were in your mid thirties investigating Dave, a terrorist attack, though? Oh. Like, there's a couple times where Dave also just like Kate like tries to like turn her neck, and she's clearly stiff, and you just like let allow me, and just like starts massaging. <laughs> Which, like, I don't know. Honestly, I guess tragedies bring people together, but I would be like hard pass on Morgan's that. face. I think somewhere in the beginning it set it up that like I neither of them. Do these things, and so I think I like made allowances in my uh, mind for it because I was like, they never do this. They must really be attracted to each other. <laughs> I think so. I, I think, think that's the right answer. I think yeah. definitely in Dave's like, it, you keep going back to his inner dialogue where he's saying like, oh Lord, I don't, I don't need to I be in this situation, situation right now. So that does, he is that does, but let me talk about your tight jeans with the heart on the butt. Let's talk about it. But no, Lord, but, preserve me. But to Amelia's, but to Amelia's. <laughs> I, I, to, I just read that part today. <laughs> but to Amelia's point, like, yes, it kind no, of sets him fair. up to see, like, he's obviously struggling with his own attraction to her. At least, oh, at least now the character calls it lust. That's true. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> that was so much. Listen to episode oh four if you want to know what we're yes. talking about. Amelia, <laughs> oh, yes. I have a question for you. So when you first read this book, you were obviously a teenager, or a preteen even, and now you're married with a kid. So when you read it now as a married adult, did you have a different, like, or because you've read them so many times? I'm just curious because, like, I feel like I felt a different lens as being an adult. And I alluded to some of that earlier. So I was just curious on um, you, you on the other side. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Thing. I didn't take a 10-year break from reading this book. <laughs> I read it multiple times. Awesome. Okay. In between that, well, all okay. of them multiple times in between record. Like, usually she would come out with a new one and then I'd remember how much I loved it. And I would read that one and then go back and read all the other ones. I love that. Um, I was curious, and I didn't finish, like I didn't get through the book again. It's been several, a couple of years since I've read it. Um, I was mostly curious to see if I still agreed with the theology. 
that oh, came out okay. of it. It was actually, because yeah. I feel like my own theology has changed some. Sure. Or my view of God, or my view of, like... It evolved over time. Originally, when I read these, I remember thinking, like, wow, this is really amazing. Like, yeah. Like, the care. I don't know. The way she presented God in the mm-hmm. books. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I was curious by the time I get to the end. But that was mostly my curiosity. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel yeah, like I was just I curious about the, like... No, only because... Like, I didn't just read it again for the first time in 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Right. That's totally time. fine. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's totally fine. That's, um, I mean, we all have those comfort reads. I got books. I read every, like, sometimes every six months, there's, like, a certain series that I'll pick up a book from that series. And I'm yeah, like, and then you get sucked back mm-hmm. in, and then you read them all yep. again. Yeah. So, I get it. I literally read your kid. kid. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, those are the days where I'm like, do you guys want to eat cereal and veggie straws all day? Here you go. Mommy's going to be over here. <laughs> this mom is not judging anyone at this table. No, all I'm saying. This mom's not judging any other mom. So more tell you more likely, doing. usually what happens is I'm up way too late because yeah. when I can actually focus is after you exactly. go to bed. Exactly. Yes. Up all night. Anyways. I will say that when I started rereading this book, I literally stayed up, I think, till 1 a.m. on a work night, which I rarely do, reading it. And I just, like, couldn't stop one. reading it because it was just, like... I just was captured, like captured by the story again, and captured by like remember reading it when I was like 20 years ago. And that's awesome. <laughs> I think the thing too, I know I said it earlier, but like it just threw me off that I'm so much closer to their age mm-hmm. now than I was then. Yeah. And I just think it's funny. I literally saw this meme recently. Um, this is a show reference, but whatever. I'll make it here because I'm sure the listeners probably watched Gilmore Girls. But it said, "I'm still reeling <laughs> with the fact that I'm closer to Lorelai's age now than Rory's." And I was like, <laughs> "I feel that. I feel because she's 32." When the show starts. Right. Yeah. I'm about to be 32 this year. Yeah. And Rory's 16. When I remember, I always related to Rory. You know. Anyway, sorry. I digress. Um. But if we go back I to the related more to Lorelai, so I was like, I get this. <laughs> I just stepped right into that. I was like, yes. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So okay, the plane so, up. Wait. So oh. the thing I want to talk yes. about is on page 155. So okay. in the course of the investigation, they go back to the bank because they realize that there's a connection. Nathan Young, mm-hmm. who is the president of First Union Bank, which is the bank that at the very beginning of the book is being the, robbed. Yes. And oh, the, hell the, the yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go back to, because Nathan Young is one of the victims. Mm-hmm. And so of the, the plane, of the plane crash. Of the plane crash. He was on yes. the plane. Yes. So they go well, back. Well, they've determined that the bomb went off in a seat near him. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like, he may have been the target. And there's potentially like, his brother like too, Ashcroft Young, is also involved. Yes. So um, his brother, his brother was also his on the brother plane. was also yes. on the plane. Yes. Yes. Exactly. and they were like close enough to each other that they weren't plane seated proximity wise. They were not close because Ashcroft no. was in jail for drugs and he like just got out of jail recently. Yes. And apparently they they were strange. But they were proximity terms. close on, on the, the plane. plane. Yes, so exactly. There's like but there's, life, there's a couple there's like a judge on the plane terms. too. There's a couple yeah. major people that could have been the target of the attack. So they're so they're investigating their different Yes, yes. So Kate and Dave go to First Union Bank to talk to the head guy he's not the bank president but he's like the head guy and his name is peter devlin he's the vice mm-hmm. president vice president thank you Amelia. and so he that. <laughs> that's okay i was like dang <laughs> um so anyways so um dave is asking all these questions and they decided that D- kate decided dave was going to run the investigation because she's a hostage negotiator mm-hmm. and he or the conversation the interview and dave's with the fbi mm-hmm. so while they're talking kate starts asking or dave starts asking devlin why they were at the airport and why because and he says well nathan had meetings and normally he'd take the private jet but long story short he didn't and so he tells this whole story and then he talks about the people he was meeting with and then you find out that there's wilshire construction this and you'll understand why um i'm bringing all these details up and so will the um someone who's um working at wilshire construction who runs the business now met with 
Nathan Young before the plane blew up, and his name is Tony Emerson. And Kate's, like, internal dialogue, because her name used to be mm-hmm. Kate Emerson. Yes. And so you find out... her father's name was Tony, Tony Emerson Sr. Yeah. So this triggers Kate, and then you kind of go on this thing, because, like, she kind of <laughs> shuts down, but just says she's thinking, and then it's this whole long thing... Um, that basically you find out then, because now she's trying to figure out, does she have a brother? She doesn't, like an, a biological brother that she yes. doesn't know about. Um, so that's kind of this thing, but she doesn't tell Dave anything. Right. Well, and you find yes. out that she does have a biological Right. Yes. It turns, yes. Out, yes. it turns out that mm-hmm. that's, that's what This it is. guy that they're talking about, yes. Tony is, Emerson, is in fact her biological and he's, brother. And he was born the year after she was taken out of the home. Yes. Right. Yeah. I do Her love that she uh, has Marcus, because Marcus is a big part of her figuring this out and like being there for her and I loved that they have such a history that it just yeah and he like shows up and she sends him some kind of page he drops everything he's doing and comes I did did like that I know other things about the family like they had this like they had their own system and their own of like if someone said this basically a 911 kind of thing but everybody would drop everything no matter what it was yes and and come and i will say one thing that i really enjoy that d henderson does so the second book is about marcus so she kind of weaves marcus enough in the story more so than some of the other siblings so you kind of yes so you kind of get a tease to who marcus is it happens for each yes so like you get a tease who marcus is so then like going in the next book so i feel like that's why like marcus is a critical part of the story as well Hmm. um and basically marcus finds out that tony emerson is indeed her biological brother as Morgan mentioned and so it unravels this whole thing of trying to figure out what's the connection and that kind of stuff because Tony Sr. was into the drug scene and that's how Ashcroft was so Nathan's brother so there's like all these kind of investigative investigatory investigative Mm, investigative yeah that's probably that's correct I don't don't know (laughs) use it in a sentence okay investigative Um, yes investigative parts of it so Um, well, and then we should talk about the fact that once it's found out that Tony Emerson is involved in this somehow, they're not sure how, that Kate goes to stay with Dave because Dave has this really secure yes. house, but he's also very wealthy. Like Dave has a plane, like his family is very, his, yeah. yes, his, his family is very well off and it's home because of his, he's British and wealthy. So is he James Because, because their dad was the ambassador to somewhere, oh. to Britain. And oh. and he's and he has basically like a, money. a okay. safe house because, yeah. because, because of his sister. Of his sister yeah. So Marcus and him talk when out. like they're basically on the way back from the bank or something. It's basically found out that like Kate's house like they don't want to go back to her house because the media found mm-hmm. out about the call. So they're they're coming to track her down and they don't want her to go to her sister's house. Anyways, long story short, she ends up at Dave's house. So that's the romance. Well, and Kate of. doesn't. She kind of is pulling away from everybody except for Marcus because she doesn't want anyone else to get hurt. Yes. She thinks right. she's a target. She feels right. like she would hate. Her family got hurt. Yeah, and I think she's even starting to she hates the idea of Dave um, getting hurt as well. Yes, absolutely. I think so. Um, um, oh, go ahead. So there's some fluffy moments in here where they go on little quote date, quote unquote dates. Is that chapter or fifteen? Because my note for chapter fifteen just says ugh. That's my entire note. Let's find chapter. out. I don't know. Actually. I don't remember. But they're and they're also uh, diving further into the investigation. Yes. And just them. The Trying. gospel too, because her and Dave yes, have some yes. conversations about God. Also, Kate does tell Dave because she can't tell her family oh, yes, about Jennifer. Jennifer's yeah. diagnosis because Jennifer goes to Mayo Clinic in the middle of this, so it's confirmed that she has incurable cancer. Yes. So around her spine, in her lungs, mm-hmm. the, the whole thing. So 
Kate's really wrestling with this. She can't yeah. tell anyone. And literally, she found out the day before the bomb went off that her sister has terminal cancer. So, like, she's had a terrible week. Let's right. just say that. Um, I, one thing I want to point out that kind of happens in the midst of what well, all of this is happening is, right, you said something about her because her sister had given her that New Testament before and was yes. like, read the Gospel of Luke. Luke yes. So there's there's a section in one of the mm -hmm. chapters where she's reading through Luke. Yes. And I loved the way that was done because oh, yeah. it felt so true to character. Mm -hmm. And like we were y'all were yes. saying before, it didn't feel forced because it's very much what Kate would do. Yeah. Exactly. Like she was reading it, she was taking notes, she was like, why does mm -hmm. this say this? Why does... And I thought that was so great mm -hmm. <laughs> um, just because it felt so real and it felt... Um, like it was very relatable because yeah. like someone with this personality type, that's how they would look. Yeah, at she was skeptical about mm -hmm. this God. whole religion thing, which is like, okay, I'll give it a try. My sister asked me to, that's how she would approach it. And I loved the way that was yeah. done. A hundred percent. Even the conversation she had with Dave about it mm -hmm. in the book, the way they're written is pretty like, he doesn't like pull any punches. He's like really direct about yes. stuff, I which I really that. appreciate. I feel like we can, as Christians tend to beat around the bush a lot when mm -hmm. we're like, trying to make someone feel more comfortable. I mean, like, so I've done this, where, like, I'm trying to yeah. make someone feel comfortable or, like, feel mm -hmm. them out a little yeah. bit. And not that he made her feel uncomfortable, but he right. was very, like, upfront mm -hmm. and, yeah. like, well, this is why you're struggling yeah. with this. And also, well, like, the emotional this. aspect of yes. it, too. Like, right. I feel like a lot of Christians get tripped up in this, like, when somebody has, like, actual, like, theological questions where they need to be answered in a rational kind of logical, mm -hmm. they need to get to a logical mm -hmm. conclusion. Like, right. It's, I think it's hard for a lot of believers because we're so swept up in the emotion of our yeah. own testimony, maybe, yeah. or mm -hmm. like sure. the emotion of our experiences mm -hmm. with God. Yeah. That, like, if somebody needs a straight answer, it could be difficult. So, I love yes. that it was like Dave, like, he's very yeah. pragmatic about he it. He was yeah. very, like, very realistic. Yeah. Yes. And, like, and her whole reason why she didn't believe in God, or like, she didn't not believe in God, mm -hmm. she just, well, kind of. I felt like it was a really realistic reason why. Like yeah. a lot of people with a with a traumatic background or like hurt in their lives or anything that a trauma through, a traumatic job. Like how yeah. could she how would she think that God's real when she faces trauma right. like, every her day? Question, like, that? like her question is a very honest, real question That's that a lot of people could have. Even yeah. made Even so much Christian sense. Christian right. would struggle yeah. through. A hundred percent. And so I like did like he addresses that. Like oh, she, 100%. Kind of, she definitely provides an answer to it. Yes. There's Jesus is the answer. Right. Well, and also I love the way that he, because he's also experienced his own things in his life, mm -hmm. and the fact, and he also has a very intense job as well that I, I would say could be traumatic too, and I feel like yeah. he did a good job of not like, I need to give this answer to Kate to give her the solution. He came at it from like, this is what it is, like this is mm -hmm. the truth that I know, yes. and kind of like take it or leave it, and like, mm -hmm. but in a kind way, and I really appreciated that, and I think that it was a good lens because it felt very, and I think that, that one thing I really appreciate about Dee Henderson's writing is that the stories of people finding God or questioning God or finding faith in the story or relying on Jesus feel very normal to character and you're not taken out of the story. Like I feel like yeah. a lot of times in books, the development of finding faith in Jesus, it feels like a separate side story. Like I need to put this in here, but it felt very much like a, oh, this is part of the story and her questioning and that kind of thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. At, at a certain point you're like, I don't know if she's actually gonna find faith. You know what I mean? Like you're right. kind of asking that and we, I mean, you, you knew though, because Dave was like, I can't be with someone who's not a Christian. And <laughs> also, so you know they're gonna also, also, also you I would like to point out, shout together. out to Dave. Exactly. For, yes, should he not have flirted with her and told her about her heart genes? Yes. But I will say, I, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, told her about this? He uh, did. I remember that he part. Because he specifically said, they've shrunk very nicely. 
And then he says, hugs that booty. That's what that means. <laughs> with the heart, with the heart patch on the back. So he's looking at her tush, thinking how it's he's looking at that booty. Listen, um, but, what, but what I'm saying is, I do appreciate the fact that that like he made it very well known. There's <laughs> that he made it known to her, to her and even himself that like he was trying really hard to not no. date someone because yes. that's a real thing and there's sometimes where like I've been there I've gone on dates with guys and I was like oh it's fine he, but like faith if especially the faith that we all yeah. have is something that it's not a hobby like I've told guys on dates like this isn't something I do on a Sunday this is who right. this is part of who I am and so that disconnect and yes even so the fact that that was solved of course you knew it but like right. I I feel like that was yeah. an interesting dialogue of Dave on his own because he also needed yes. Kate to find faith for herself not because yeah. she wanted to date him right exactly so. no I do I do love that his background lended more more of a on a sorry more of a authenticity mm-hmm. authenticity authenticity to his um, maybe words maybe it's a family thing her. I struggle with that too <laughs> yes no I, I agree though yeah, yeah. yeah. yes no okay fine. so let's wrap up the plot yes okay um, yeah. So basically what happens is uh, they all are kind of gearing, everyone mm-hmm. working on the case is kind of, or the investigating the plane crash is gearing up to thinking, okay, this Tony Emerson Jr. guy is looking very suspicious. I think he did it. Because Tony Sr. is dead. Right. Yes. Kate ends up having this conversation with the Lord um, and is mm-hmm. compelled to prove Tony Emerson Jr. innocent. And even though everybody else pretty much on the case, including Dave, including Marcus, everybody is, is like, he's, he's guilty the the because they basically find out all this information that he had a lot of motive. He also had means and opportunity, which are the things you have to look for in yep. investigations. Yes. And so I feel like that, that part of it is she decides because of her kind of rustling with faith that she's going to pursue yes. his innocence. And then Dave kind of comes along for the ride. She's like, this is what I'm going to do. And he's like, okay. And then yeah. he probably well, with stars. Cool she like, she actually like, finally talks to the Lord for the first time like ever maybe yeah. and he like talks back like yeah. do you write that he talks like yes. he's a very real God and yeah. very like she's obviously encountering him and, and it was very and, like it, she, it wasn't hard to find him like as right. soon yes. as she as soon as she acknowledged he was there he responded immediately to yeah. her mm-hmm. which was beautiful yeah, because that, that is the God that we serve so like that's who he is yep, which was awesome okay but continuing yes. on so basically yes. um, she's right she finds mm-hmm. out that to- mm-hmm. it 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 looks like Tony Emerson Jr. is being framed mm-hmm. for planting the bomb by Peter Devlin. So in a twist of events, um, the guy, the VP of the bank, yes, who's mm-hmm. who's the bank owner, died in a plane crash. Nathan Young, um, the VP, was framing um, Tony Emerson Jr. Yes. Honestly, yes. the details of this. We're a little bit lost on. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I can clarify that. Yes. Basically, the bank president of first whatever bank. The first union. Was, first union bank. Um, Nathan Young didn't know that his vice president was the one that was foreclosing all these mortgages because oh. he went to take the company public. This whole thing. Nathan didn't really know that. Oh. Nathan's brother wanted. Nathan's brother Ashcroft, who had been in jail for drug jail. Yeah hated Kate and her brother because her, their dad was the one that screwed over Ashcroft. Okay. okay. Because they were in business doing drugs, like selling drugs together, yes. whatever. Mm-hmm. Everything was out. Ashcroft went to jail. Tony Emerson 
senior did not go to jail. And he ended up dying, though. But, it, but that's why right. it was like... So he's taking out his revenge on the two kids <laughs> that are kind of innocent in this. Even yes. though they don't know each other exists. Right. Yeah. The two kids. So, so like, that's why Tony's being... Tony Jr.'s being framed and Kate was the one who got the bomb threat and things called in. But Peter Devlin, in the meantime, decides Ashcroft is a loose end. And so he talked... He knew Nathan was on the plane. He talks Ashcroft into getting on the plane and taking a sooner flight than he was going to to go somewhere mm-hmm. and plants the bomb in Ashcroft's suitcase which goes off and kills both Ashcroft and Nathan so Peter Devlin is kind of sitting in a I've won situation yeah yes. where if Kate hadn't been pushing to figure out that Tony was innocent yeah would have been how it ended yeah because there was also oh, yeah. blackmail involved with between him and Ashcroft and stuff like that and so mm-hmm. Peter Devlin was making a lot of money on Ashcroft because there was a lot of assets and things like that so yes. so it ends the book kind of ends mm-hmm. with a standoff scene mm-hmm. where I, a hostage, uh, another yeah. hostage, hostage negotiation Tony Emerson Jr. is confronting Peter Devlin with a gun with a gun saying you need, basically like you're framing me and you need to prove me innocent but basically is handcuffs Devlin to a chair and is and threatening to kill him and then Kate right. comes and they end up meeting in person and during says, the Tony I am your sister right <laughs> shut up <laughs> that's basically <laughs> what she says sitting there like Tony, <laughs> That's literally what we all picture. That's what everybody I know that's what I, I said I know, but, but I understand uh, what you guys are very nice. Um, but uh, ends up with a successful, uh, to a degree, hostage negotiation. Because <laughs> nobody dies. The nobody gun dies. doesn't nobody go dies. off. Right. And Tony obviously is going to be getting brought up on charges, but he's not going to jail because he didn't shoot Peter. I will say, though, that Kate gets really injured and this breaks a rib. They're concerned that she punctured a lung. Well, because they stopped paying attention to Peter Devlin and he pulled out a... Right, they, because yeah, because because Tony Emerson Jr. Oh, only handcuffed one arm to yeah, the so chair. Yeah, so he slid around the chair. Tony, Tony is very <laughs> on a rolling uh, chair, yeah. running well, high on emotion. And yeah, sure, for sure. Even That's I true. know that you shouldn't do that. He has a wife. They're <laughs> so really listen, young, PSA like, for all those people. I guess and I only watch Psych. <laughs> so even I know that. We <laughs> know. No, but yeah, right. So she gets two, injured. Two hands. It's what, yeah, she, it's what he should both do. Got both hands. Secure. And oh, secure. You really shouldn't use Don't a rolling, use a rolling chair. chair. Come on, people. Come on. <laughs> and that's, I mean. Well, and then right? the book ends with Kate and Dave going together. Uh, with all the O'Malley's. I was Everyone's always a little happy. sad that there wasn't more, like, romantic action in these books. That That is sure. a Ooh, what like, kind of action are you looking for? This <laughs> Christian fiction. Well, I mean, like, Kiss at the end. Right. Like, there's usually a forbidden kiss. Usually a forbidden kiss. Oh my gosh, a forbidden kiss. There's no forbidden kiss. No, where's like kiss in this? Oh yeah, wait, here Where it is. someone's like Dave Johnny hugging it, you know, and they get kissed. Oh, yeah. That's oh, what I'm talking about. Dave Jelly hugged her. Yeah, I'm sorry, there was a kiss. He they do kiss she says my family's watch. Fine, can you stop? I'm trying to read it. Oh my god. Dave gently hugged her. Yeah, she thought it would be a nice O'Malley tradition. He kissed her softly. I agree with him. Kate leaned into the kiss. There it is. There will be fireworks at the party. There's fireworks now. <laughs> That's what I said when I was reading it. I was like, what kind of fireworks, Kate? What kind of fireworks? Nice drop. But that was that was the only kiss. No, that, that was it. That's no, true. they. I feel like he like brushed her. He massaged. He massaged the crap out of her shoulders. Times. That should have had to count for something. 
<laughs> he massaged her 17,000 times. He gave her a head, a head noogie 17,000 times. Uh, I think it was called a knuckling or knuckle. knuckle. That's how Dee described it. She said he knuckled her hair. That's weird. But he it also that said, I'm not going to mess up Odette's hair because it looks on point today. But he had also said he ruffled her hair. I'm very distracted by her hair most of the podcast. <laughs> Honestly, it looks so good. I wish you guys could see it. Odette's hair is on point right now. Audio. No, it's okay. No, I'm saying it on the audio. We're keeping this all in. Every bit of it. So, Someday yes. you have good hair days. It's unfortunate at this moment that we're not doing a video. Right? For sure. Um, wow. So yeah, this was that was that was super fun. There's more books if you're interested in this type of genre. She has a lot um, more in her um, backlist as well as the O'Malley. There's yeah. six more books. I think there's actually seven because I think she wrote one about Jennifer. It's just like yeah. a small novel, though. It's not yeah. a novella, right? And technically, novella, the prequel sorry. Sarah's story too is considered part yes. of the O'Malley. Correct. Oh, it was written after and Sarah is um, Dave's yeah, book sister. sister. Yeah. Yeah, um, so that's yeah. the that's the negotiator. The negotiator, there it was. So fun. Um, thank you for joining us, Amelia. This yes. has been so great. Yeah, We're glad that we'll have to we'll have you come back for other books. Yeah, this so, is so fun. fun. So fun. Should we Let's say what we're enjoying? Because you guys love it. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, we love more reading the book reviews. And you and you fit right in because now it's like two sets of sisters. So that's great. It's perfect. The sister squad. The sisters squad. That's amazing. Let's get t-shirts made. Sisters squad. What if we had? What if we had your dad draw our little faces on there? That's like the sister squad on the back of the shirt. It'll accurate. Yeah. Sister squared. Well. Oh, we need to talk about our quad. Sister squad. Squad. S Q U A D. Yes. Like squad. That's what I literally said. But also like quad, like four. Yeah. Double on Tom. No, is that called a double on Tom? No. no. Okay. What's it? When, when, when were two me? Or two? Oh, maybe it is double on Ladies, Tom. Ladies, really we need to talk about the next. The next book in our suspense. Or romantic suspense, Christian fiction. We're assuming it's going to be romantic It probably is. I'm sure it is. There's a man and a woman on the cover. So 100% then. So I guess. They're not holding weapons on each other, so I'm pretty sure it's going to be a romance Probably. So Only one will come out alive. <laughs> That'd be a different type That's of a turn. <laughs> okay. Listen. Ooh, reeled in. Episode seven, we will be reading Never Let Go by Elizabeth Goddard. Ooh, okay. I'm so excited. read along with us if yes. you want to. I think this is a title that none of us have read. Yes. yes. Correct? No, and an author that none of us have yes. read. Yes. Brand new author's so, brand new book. So. Which is very exciting. Yes. So thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate you all, and email us if you have any questions, yes. or if you have thoughts on Dave if you've read the book. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> if you, I really need to hear from you if you guys hate Dave. Or if Talk you love me. him. You should read Sarah's book. That will help. Yeah. There <laughs> you not. go. Or, Danger, don't and just, or don't and email me about how much you hate Dave. Read we'll, Danger in the we'll Shadows, or you it. could do both. I mean, you know, oh, it's okay. everyone's entitled to their opinion, That's so right. as true. are you. Thank you, listeners. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Follow us on Instagram at Redeeming Lit Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify so you don't miss any episodes. If you have any questions or book recommendations, email us at redeeminglitpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep, keep it lit. lit.